Hi everyone, and welcome to Bards Lost in the Metaverse with me, Sean Lee. And me, Andy Mack. Join us as we explore the depths of our creativity and the world of Web3. And welcome to episode 12 of Bards Lost in the Metaverse, a podcast that follows the adventures of two aspiring creatives as we learn to weave magic through words, art and music while exploring the world of Web3. Each week we'll start off with an update of our works in progress before diving into a discussion on creative process or technology. So welcome to our 12th episode. So Andy, what are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about world building, which is going to be pretty exciting. Uh, But first, Mm. speaking of world building and whatnot... Where are you up to with your book and your music? <laughs> All right. Um, book. So I've done pro writing aid edits Ooh. of chapters, the prologue, chapter one and yeah. halfway through chapter two. Yeah, excellent. Working Alpha Comet still back into later chapters. Yeah. Um, done another read through of the prologue. So that's pretty much done. Yep. So ticking along. <laughs> I am finding it hard though, just because I think it's... I think because it's towards the end, and so it's not as like clear cut as like just read through the whole book and edit as I go. Like I'm doing it in like little chunks now, and I'm going back and forward and stuff. So okay. it's like the motivation's like, oh, you got to go do this chapter this time. And, oh yeah, editing's a grind. Yeah, no I think I'm in the end grind. <laughs> that's why yeah. I'm like, just got to keep pushing through and get yeah, that that's done. It. But, yeah, I did uh, put a rough. Uh, scheduled together for releases. So I did see that. You know, when you have to be ready by. <laughs> Just to give me a nice little kick up the bum, but that's yes. good. I need it. Yes. Um, and music, I just um saved off i think another six videos yeah so like mixed the tracks with the videos so they're ready for youtube when they're it's their time to go up (laughs) so i think i've got about seven sitting there ready to go oh that's all right seven yeah yeah wow (laughs) so i'm ahead with the music which is good i'm not like scrambling (laughs) for the weekly releases or anything all right but how are you going with your book and art uh very good so with the book i have done my pre Pro Writing Aid Edit, which is like version 7, I think, <laughs> of chapters 11 and 12. So yeah. 1 through 10 are all done, ready for formatting and cover art and turned into ebooks. They're good to go, or PDFs, whatever we're doing with them. Uh, yeah, chapter 11 and 12 have done their pre-Pro Writing Aid Edit, and I'll do chapter 13 in this little cycle of three that I'm doing. I'll hopefully get that done by the end of next week, and I'll be back to Pro Writing Aid Edits of 11, 12, 13. Hopefully by the end of the week, so... That should be good. It's the churn. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> my schedule's a little bit more aggressive than yours when it comes yes. to how we intend to release. But... I was kinder to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds like weakness slipping in. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to sleep and be happy. Yep. Yes. But art, art. I have done some art again, Whoa. finally. Yes, uh, I did some on the weekend. I actually... Uh, not only did I, I did a bit of fan art, which is what I wanted to do. I've done two things. One, I learned how to schedule posts on Instagram. So I'm putting up a whole bunch of uh, older artwork I did before I kind of started posting on Instagram to give the illusion of work. You know, think all that time working for government, I've learned how to give off the illusion of doing work without doing any. Um, and then, <laughs> and then I've also actually done some. Uh, I did some fan art from a show that uh, an animated kids and I are watching. And not on top of that, I actually. Did some colouring with some pencils and some alcohol markers. So I actually did 
uh, some colouring for a change because all my stuff's been coursework and stuff. Yeah, cool. And it's all been sort of very black and white pencil, just lead pencil mm. uh, with a little bit of undersketching. Uh, but no, I used full colours this time. Whoa. And my son was like, oh, it looks like the people that made the anime drew it. And I'm like, oh, go on, Aww. tell me more. Um, <laughs> your dad is the best, yeah? Tell all your friends. Um, yeah, that so that's helps. cool. That's coming out in, I think I've, because I can schedule it, I think I'm doing it on Tuesday, so. I did see two posts scheduled for Tuesday, so yes. check out the Instagram, everybody. Yeah, yes. On Well, this Tuesday will be like... Two weeks yeah, away. It's like the 2nd of <laughs> November, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> go back in time and have a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but no, so I did some. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. Awesome. All progress right. is progress, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. But uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about world building. Let's do it. So, world building, Andy. Yeah. What is it? Okay. <laughs> let's so, start with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wanted to just... Go- I know what world building is. I'm, I'd just like to say that. But I wanted to Google it to see if I could find any really cool words. And Wikipedia had a really good explanation of it. I don't just Wikipedia stuff. I promise that Wikipedia won this time. And I was like, all right, you win. So I'll read it out to you. Uh, It's really good. So world building is the process of constructing a world, originally an imaginary one, sometimes associated with a fictional universe, developing an imaginary setting with coherent qualities such as history, geography, and ecology is a key task for many science fiction or fantasy writers. Hence why that I thought was good for us, because we're writing sci-fi fantasy type stuff. It is a very good definition. And we're talking about world building. So that was pretty cool. It is essential for fantasy and sci-fi writers. (laughs) Allegedly. Uh, I mean, you could probably just write a book where there's two people in a room. I've seen some great movies like that. I guess so. But that's not what we're talking about today. No, when we're talking about world building, like the things that come to my mind are stuff like you have to take into consideration like magic systems that are used in fantasy worlds or even sci-fi if they're sci-fi fantasy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the technology being used in your world, the culture, the politics, the economic system, so the currency and the different like businesses and how these societies actually make money to survive, yeah. clothing and styles, architecture, flora oh. and fauna, food, entertainment, <laughs> it goes on. <laughs> it is quite stressful yes. because you're literally having to create an entire, an entire world. Universe, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So it can feel like a daunting task, but yeah. we're going to go through today, I think, and like break down, I guess, how we've sort of approached it. Yeah. Because yeah, you don't have to have this like perfectly formed world yeah, you just don't appear. Necessarily have instantly. to token up with your own language and stuff. <laughs> it's like you can, but you often don't have that when you first start writing a novel either. I yeah. think that's what you'll probably find out as you hear, especially me talking about my randomness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not- we're both random in this one. I, I guess so. But yeah, so let's start with you, Andy. Okay. So you can tell everybody, like, what is the actual universe that Agent Mother Other and Star Ranger are set in? Because we have said before, yeah. they are set in the same universe, just at different times. Exactly. And you've definitely thrown me under the bus because, you know, I can't remember the name of the universe. I don't even know if we've named it. I thought we did. <laughs> did David name it for us? Maybe. My husband <laughs> might have named it. Yeah. <laughs> we will find out the it's name. It's the Shandy universe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure there's a name. I did actually go looking as well and I couldn't find it in some of our notes, but I'm sure we had a name. If for we it. haven't named it, maybe we should like make it a little social media experiment. That's a cool thing. That is a cool <laughs> thing. All right. There will be a name for the universe and you might be involved. We'll see how we go. <laughs> All right. I apologize, everyone. But how did I go about creating the universe? Yes, that I, that how I can did we, tell you. How did we all get that? All right, okay. So I think I talked about it in a couple episodes ago. Uh, originally, I came up with. Oh, no, I, I won't do that first. 
So I did come up with a plan, but I guess before that, so even before I went into how am I going to plan out this universe, I'm like, what sort of universe do I want my story to be set in? Uh, and I guess for me, it was a combination of sci-fi and fantasy because mm. I want—I love sci-fi. I'm a big sci-fi guy, and we get into some of the other stuff I've got sort of planned. It's very sci-fi-esque, but I really like fantasy. Uh, <laughs> I like magic <laughs> and stuff like that. It's cool. It gives you know a little bit more, um, takes you out of the real world a little bit, somewhat, mm. as opposed to being a very you know detailed sci-fi type stuff that you see. Like, and I think of. A good example would be Star Wars, right? Like, it's mm. very sci-fi, but you've got your fantasy side with the Force and the magic. And there's other examples out there, but I, I like that combination of both. So, I went, yeah. all right, I want a sci-fi fantasy universe, and I want it to sort of be believable too. Like, I don't want to be super detailed about everything, because that would be a, like a study book or something. Yeah. It's super boring. <laughs> uh, but I want it to be like, I see how you got there. It's not totally insane. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, good. Thank you. All right, we're on the right track. Um, and then, then what I did, and this is what we've talked about it, is I did that uni lecture thing I wrote up originally yeah. when I was starting my story. Just, And that was more of a history of the universe. Like, how did we get from Earth, because Earth's in my universe, you know, they, they, our people started on Earth thousands of years ago, to where we are now and what happens in the future. Mm. So I kind of did that sort of chronological... Uh, version of what that looked like with sort of key events, milestones, etc. Just so I knew sort of what was happening in the universe. Yeah. Then from there, I went on to the sort of the law. And by law, I mean sort of, um, you know, beyond the history of things that happened, but, you know, like gods and powerful creatures and different organizations and groups and how they come into it, like who's evil versus who's bad versus who's kind of neutral who's good, <laughs> you know, like that sort of groups. And then, you know, you've got, uh, for, for our universe anyway, we've got, you know, the sort of the five mega corporations uh, that we deal with. I think I deal with probably two so far in mine. I think you mentioned one or two in yours. Oh, but yeah, there's one. Yeah, yeah. So we've got these five mega corporations. They're a part of our universe. There's obviously the Scouts. Um, and then, I don't want to give too much away, but there's the Allfather and his Scions, which obviously play a lot more in my book than they do in yours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's all this stuff going on that adds that sort of, you've got the history, and you give it a little bit of flavour. Yeah. Add a little bit of, that's where the law comes into it, right? It's, it's not just this happened, and then this happened, you know, it's not like mm. a history lesson of a backstory. You want that sort of law in there, I thought. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. And I remember spending time yes. with you trying to, like, come up with names. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Different gods and yet? characters and stuff. <laughs> I've definitely named most of the ones. Um <laughs> And then from there, it was like, all right, we've got, I've got a history of what's happened and how we've got to where we sort of, the story will be. I've added the lore in that gives it its flavor. And then I'm like, okay, I sort of need to give a bit of a story arc. Mm. So that's, that's, and the history and the lore sort of helped. It's like, okay, this has been happening. This is what's happens in this universe or galaxy as it happens to be. Um, how do I get my characters into it? Like, where do they fit into this? And what's the story arc, obviously, with them that's going to be interesting enough that it involves the entire galaxy. Mm. So, did you already have the characters then? Uh, Sort of figured out? Not figured out entirely, no. It was sort of like, all right, I've got it back. I knew I wanted to put, you know, for mine, it's obviously a very close representation to my family and sort of they're a bit older and different (laughs) things have happened. I'm like, okay, that's the, the characters I want. But I hadn't sort of specifically been like, this is exactly what those characters are. Mm. Um, I need to find something for them to go into. It was more, uh, here's the universe and the story or the, and the law. 
I now need a decent story arc for them to be like, oh, this is why they're involved in the universe. Mm. This is why you want to hear about them and this is how they play their part, I guess, in the big scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where they sort of came in. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so they came in there. What are they doing there and why? That's obviously the story and it needed to fit in with the history and the lore of the universe. And then this is a tricky one and mm. I think we talk, you might talk about it as well because I've read the notes, obviously. <laughs> uh, leaving it open enough to... Mm. Like you, I, like you said, we said at the beginning. I don't want to spend you know four years coming up with this super detailed, intricate uh, universe where there's red string going everywhere. <laughs> you know, like you want people to have a bit of imagination. You want to leave some things sort of untouched as much as I wanted to dive into some things. Yeah, yeah, and like, and I and I do it a couple of times in the book where I'll just hint at something that happened. Yeah, but that's it. And then maybe down the line, I can explore that entire story arc as to what that is. Or it's just, a, oh, yeah, something happened. There's yeah. other things going on through history and in the galaxy yes. without having to be like, oh, okay, I need to explain the entire galaxy. Well, yeah, I feel like people don't need you to explain, like, this is exactly how this currency system came into existence and yeah. exactly who made the decision about what type of yeah. thing to use. <laughs> exactly, and then yeah, yeah. The exchange rates or something. Yeah, like, it's like... Oh, probably don't need that level of detail in a yeah, story. Yeah. You don't need, like, in-depth understanding of, like, starship <laughs> level, faster-than-light, like, plumbing systems on a spaceship. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's that mix of, like... And, and I think we've chatted about this, like, mm. how often do my characters need to eat from a story point of view? Like, do I need... You don't want to be like, oh, you know, it had been three hours since he went to the toilet, so he quickly ducked <laughs> off. And the facilities were really... No, like, you know, oh, we had this for lunch, so, you know, like, it's too much, right? Like, too much. And yeah. you add bits in, like, I obviously... There's a reason I actually talk about them eating a bit together, not only as a family activity, but there's another reason behind why one person cooks and what that means later on down yeah. the line. But I don't go into, like, a lot of that stuff. Well, it needs to be, like, more about what the scene is and if it's progressing the story, right? Like, you might have a food scene or something if it's, like, yeah. that's their chance for them to just to discuss something or you exactly. want to, like, convey the relationships maybe between them and yeah. their general interactions or... Yeah. yeah. But you can't just be like, yeah, exactly. it's time for food. Sit down, characters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why are you eating this? Well, in the future, this diet is the best preferred diet. You, you know, like. Yeah. And like not saying that's like it's not great to have this sort of stuff figured out. I think like sometimes it's fantastic as the author to have to a yeah. lot of this stuff in your head. Yeah. It's just that your reader might not need an essay about that. <laughs> Maybe yeah, exactly. it might pop up in the story. You never know. Maybe I am writing a sci-fi thing about currency and like. <laughs> Yeah, if it's a sure, then maybe financial, political, sci-fi thriller, then maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's about a space plumber, maybe you talk about maybe. Um, <laughs> But then you probably won't talk about other things. So I guess that was sort of, that's how I came up with it. And another thing I did was I used a lot of reference material. Um, like I have a whole folder in my sort of photos on my phone um, where I've just grabbed images because obviously I'm a very visual person with my art and that's mm. how I sort of take in information is I've just found, like, really good artwork that kind of, I think, is what my, I want my universe to look like to a degree. And not specifically, like, it has to be perfect, but I've got, like, you know, 120 images of just, like, pardon me, of just, like, oh, that that's that kind of is what I mean for this, and that's a bit like this. And when you've compiled such a large number of those sort of images, I can sort of look at it and be like, yes, that's the vibe and the mojo uh, of my universe that I'm going through. So that really helped as well, just being like, ooh, looking at images, like, oh, that kind of works, or... Oh, that character looks sort of cool. It's not exactly what I want, but 
just helps yeah. build in my mind the universe that I'm trying to create. Yeah, no, I did the same. I've got definitely a folder with some yeah. random pictures. Yeah, and yeah. the same sort of thing. It's like it never actually captures exactly what's in your head, but yeah, you're like, yeah. it's enough of like the broad brush strokes of like it's kind of what I'm generally thinking. Yeah, it's yeah, it's sort of like ah, oh, big city. <laughs> That's the colory scheme I want. Like, yeah, I definitely did that for my main city, which yeah, I'll yeah, talk we'll talk about, about we'll later. Talk. But well, actually, yeah. let's talk about it now then. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So how did you go about sort of creating? Obviously, you're sort of fitting into our, uh, the universe we've created a bit together. Yeah. Um, I think I probably started that universe before I managed to convince you to write you in, in my universe. <laughs> <laughs> I just bullied her. She's a little. It's easy. Um, no, no, she'd fight me. Um, it's true. It is, yeah. But, you know, we, we kind of had this big universe and you're like, oh, I could fit into that. That would work. But how did you go about creating your sort of planet or the world? I'll say the world is not the planet. Yeah. But the world, your stories. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I think I've told everyone before, like, my story idea came from that little exercise. It really started with the main character and Mm. them walking through a setting. And so really in my head, all I had was of this potential world is this grass that she walks through and this sort of architecture of these buildings that she's around and it was raining. That was all I had. Yeah. Do you still have that original? <laughs> yeah, I would. We were going to have to read it out one time. Okay. On the yeah. I'll, I'll, make, I'll make her somewhere. do it, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had that, and that's pretty much like was the spark of yes. like this could be something, and that's when you convinced me like, could it be part of the universe? And yeah, it set yeah. my brain onto like, well, could it? I yes. was like, well, what type of world? Um, I decided to set it a lot earlier because, like, yeah. yeah, we ran through sort of how we wanted the, I guess, timeline of yeah. the universe that yours is set in um, to have worked. And so I was like, well, if mine's a lot earlier, yes. it can be a little bit more contained as well because I did want mine also to be little novels. Yours are crazy huge and yes. expand, like, <laughs> the span- expanse of the universe pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine's going to be – it's much more contained on one planet. Yes, so I thought it would be a lot smarter to have it. So it's like, well, maybe it's on like the journey of humans out into space yeah. on a planet that's like actually being terraformed and that. So it's quite yeah. earlier. It's quite a like localized little environment. Yeah. So that made it a bit easier because I was like, okay, I don't have to like freak out about worrying about all of the connections and red strings to yeah, yeah. all of the lore of the yeah. universe. I had a bit more freedom, I think, to create my world a bit more. Yeah. Um, but... It was a very organic process of actually coming up with that world. Yeah, okay. Because it sort of almost started from, like, with that character, I started with, like, who is she and what type of, like, work was her, what's her background and everything. I was like, these buildings that she was walking up to. Yeah. I was like, what are they? Why would she be going there? And that sort of started the plot a bit. Yeah, so it's definitely more character-driven. Yeah, I had to figure out where she was, really. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so... And I started to feel, like, a bit of her motivations and things, and I thought of, like, an inciting incident that could happen, which I think I did read out at at one point. Yep. End of chapter one, something happens. The son gets kidnapped. (laughs) It's a whisper. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to the podcast. It's like, plot... No, I've already told it everybody. But, yeah, I knew... I figured out I wanted that to sort of happen, but I needed to figure out the world. Yeah, and okay. so a lot of it sort of happened slowly. Yeah. Like I knew it wanted to be a, I thought terraforming is kind of cool. So I wanted yeah, to explore definitely. that in a bit of a different way of terraforming. I've kind of gone a little bit old school with a little bit of biotech going in there yeah, yeah. as well. Um, and figuring out that terraforming, I guess, um, it sort of created one of the cities that they end up going to. Cause I was like, well, you have to do that from somewhere. 
people have to terraform. Yeah, it's exactly business, right. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's the whole the world kind of slowly built itself in many ways yeah, as I was working right. through this plot. Uh, it's not like I came to it going, I know exactly what this is going to be. Yeah, okay. Um, a lot of it was slowly going, well, I know I need, like, a big corporation. And mm-hmm. so I, like, researched different um, titles and names and things to sort of figure out what I could call it. And then, yeah. you know, I had to work <clears throat> through what they were doing in the plot mm. and sort of stuff. And then moments of inspiration just randomly happen as well, where you're like, yeah. oh, this is what the buildings will look like, I think. Uh, but I actually had to do a lot of going back and world building after having already written the story. Oh, okay. So it was like I sort of knew the city. Yeah. But I didn't see it clearly enough. And oh, okay. so I had to spend time almost in my world for me to then figure out what the world was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so like a lot of um, the stuff of the crane, the main city, that's kind of like a solar punk feel. I think I yeah. decided after I'd already written most of the stuff that happens there. Yeah, yeah. I decide after the fact that that's what I wanted uh-huh. that place to look like. What was that like for your writing? <laughs> Pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad, but, like, I decide I really want that to be quite an eco-friendly and um, interesting yeah. place that I think it was just from coming across different um, different ideas and different sources and yeah, stuff right. and just spark the imagination. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like... As you've said before as well, yeah. with all of this describing the different places and stuff, yeah. like, um, and from all the teachings that I've learned, the key is a lot of being this sparse but, but specific. Yes, yeah. I find it really hard to say that word sometimes, specific. specific. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> there we go. I couldn't say subtle the other day. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so why is that so hard? Um, but it's taught as, like, a really good technique for authors just because when you're describing people or locations, mm. like you can give these really vivid little images that really spark the imagination, but you leave enough gaps for the person or the reader to feel the rest in themselves. So they're able to immerse themselves more into these worlds yeah. that you're creating. Yeah, that's something I definitely struggle with. Yeah. Because I want to just, I, like, I want to draw the person and be like, look, <laughs> stick it in your face. That's who I'm talking yeah, about. This is exactly. exactly what they look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. So Whereas, it's yeah, difficult. Try to be like, here's a few little features and stuff and then like fill it out yourself, people. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's you, like a little bit, which yeah, is good. You, <laughs> don't want to insult your readers almost to the point where you have to be like, you know, and his nails were clipped exactly this length and that, you know, mm. like let them use their imagination. That's the whole point of reading a book, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but because I did do a lot of like world building after the fact in yeah, some yeah, ways, yeah. Um, I did spend a lot of time, I guess just in general for the way that I world build, um, I have to just ask myself a lot, like, does this make sense? Like yeah, what okay. is plausible? So when I'm like dealing with stuff like... Um, like the political environment yeah. stuff. Like I'm still actually working that through because yeah, it will come okay. into more effect in the later novels yeah, right. than this one. So there's elements of it already and I've made sure there's like drops enough of like, okay, this is what the consistent sort of political landscape is yeah. for this world. But because it's not front and centre of the plot, I haven't worried as much. Yeah, but, okay. but I know it's going to come into play badly at the eventually (laughs) in the the later novels. So I'm like, okay, I'm still kind of working that through. Um, But yeah, so the actual planet TNR. Yeah. um, I took a lot of inspiration actually from Gaelic names and stuff. Well, I've done something similar with my names, but yeah. Yeah. Did you get inspired by the name or did you come up with the thing first? Um, Went looking for Gaelic Yeah, okay. It was, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, so I've got a lot of Gaelic heritage myself, and so yeah. I was kind of intrigued. I was like, oh, it'll be interesting to go back and just see what some of the 
different like ancient words and stuff yeah, are. Okay. Um, I think Tina actually means land of okay. in Gaelic, which I was like, that seems appropriate. There you go. <laughs> so I like to like, yeah look around and take a lot of inspiration from different places and yeah. things. Um, so there's four main cities, I'll say, on yeah, okay. Tina. So there's Crane, the main city. Um, then there's another two big yeah. cities, which aren't in Ancient Mother Other. They'll come into play a bit Oh, later. okay. <laughs> Just a little tease. Little drops. Yeah, wow. Um, and then there's also the Grove, which has to yes. do with the terraforming. Yes, and I think you've mentioned that before, perhaps. I think so. Um, yeah, so that's the big city. That's a big movable city, as it, yeah. like, a giant house moving castle. And no. moves across the landscape, <laughs> terraforming. Yeah. Um, but, like, I did sort of start... I t- when I had all these cities, I did map it out. I did have drawn maps. Oh, you have actual maps? <laughs> yeah, they're really bad. They're my drawings. Yeah, but still. <laughs> I have. Show notes. Drawn we will map. get them for the show oh, notes. Oh, no, they're really bad. <laughs> and I think I've changed, like, the location anyway. Well, that doesn't matter. But, like, it, cool. it was yeah. me starting just to sort of, like, map out the distances even a little bit because I have the characters have to travel for certain amounts of time. Oh, yeah, that helps, and right. Things and which direction people are going. <laughs> so yeah, it helps, yeah. like, get it into my head a little bit more. So I do kind of like to do that, a little bit of mapping out. Yeah, that's super um, cool. Then how I came up with the magic sort of part of yeah. the story. Uh, I researched deep sea creatures. <laughs> <laughs> so like anglerfish and stuff who yeah, actually okay. like produce their own bioelectricity. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, well, that's a thing. I was like, then I got interested in it and yeah. figured out how I could maybe use that as inspiration. For oh, that's cool. Did you magic? just go straight to that or were you just randomly looking at I think I randomly that... like remembered it. Yeah, I'll just... Yeah. <laughs> and then yes, was like, mm, yes. I think I remember oh, kids more than school. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little kids help you learn a lot of random stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I was like already, I think, interested in looking at um, just like... Because there are so many amazing animals on our planet already who yeah, have yeah. like crazy things they can do. So I was like, I kind of want to take inspiration from some of that. Yeah, nice. And I thought it helped make it a little bit more plausible, a bit of that science into the magic. Yeah, into the fiction. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of, bit of that happening. That's cool. Um. Then for the wildlife, yeah. so there you do come across a bit of a, a thing at yes, some I point. Yes, I know, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to give too much away. Yes. Um, but I took inspiration for that one from um, thylacine. So I did like some research and stuff into like the old like Tasmanian tigers and then their uh, ancient okay, ancestors yeah. as well. I, was in ask, that I don't know what thing. that is. So. so it's kind of almost like a wolf, tiger thing. It's pretty big though, isn't it? Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, took some inspiration from those like things. So yeah, cool. This is just like Very some cool. different ideas. Um, and then, yeah, I still had to build out like communities and the workplaces where the main character works yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, of course, lots of inspiration from personal experiences and yes. stuff coming in there. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but then technology. Yeah. I mentioned technology. I know you struggled with this oh, a bit. God. <laughs> like, it's a big one. It's sci-fi. Yeah. So, like, I <laughs> had... for my book. <laughs> Pay it off. Um, Maybe I, can, I worry more. <laughs> yeah. I remember <laughs> us having a massive debate about if you could call the car a car. Yeah, that no. did your head in for a while, didn't it? And guns, guns. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't call cars cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't have cars in mine. I definitely have guns. Uh, but, yeah, technology was definitely something I... I think I'm still refining throughout my yeah. novel and stuff. Just feel like the little things like 
they have um, wrist communication sort of devices and like what people call them, like what would be the word for that and making sure that's consistent across the whole book when I've written it in my 20 minute chunks yes. over two years. Yes, oh, God, consistency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I was someone who's Thank organized. Thank you, pro writing aid for having that button. <laughs> really wish I like kept a actual like what's it called glossary glossary yeah I, um, i'm just not organized enough for that though that's not my style yes I'm, but then i hate that it's not my style yeah i'm sort of a bit too deep in where i'm like i really should do one so i don't know if i want to dedicate like a week to just making sure i have it all mm. because it's like oh that's a whole week i could be writing story but also it's like if you get something drastically wrong that's bad writing yeah, like, yeah. exactly um but yeah, I've had to, it's, it's been a journey and yes. I can't, it's not, as I think I said at the end of like the podcast last week, I was a bit stressed about this world building one because yeah. it feels like my brain is very scattered in this place, but like my brain is in the world. Yes. So I feel like I can sort of see it. It's just making sure it's consistent and represented enough in the book. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I do also like to give like little flavors of culture and stuff. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's like one community that, um, is in the book and stuff. And so you get to see one of their, I guess, sort of private rituals sort of things that they do. And okay. so I like came up with that. But I don't actually know what this of, is. It no, sounds very exciting. <laughs> I don't have a copy. I need to read it. Um, but it's draft. But yeah, just to try to like get that sort of like, well, these are communities and people when they're all together, they do form sort of their own processes oh, 100%. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so trying to come up with some of them to like, I just guess enrich the world a bit more. Yeah, right. But yes. So that was very rambling of me pretty much going, <laughs> yeah. it changes. The more I spend time in my world, yeah. the more I know about the world, the more I can make it richer, I feel. Yeah, that's crazy that you are um, like... <laughs> Uh, X amount through the story and then have to go back and sort of create that location <laughs> and that world building. Well, it doesn't change the location, but it like, I have to go back and just edit in the way it all looks and feels. And so it's a lot of that sensory experience. Yeah. Okay. I have to add all that back in about like what it looks like and things. Cause I kept it quite bland the first way through. It was oh, a little bit of my right. like, they're in a city and they go into a building mm. But, okay. But yeah, now yeah. it's changed to like, you know, the oh, building is completely city, yeah, like cocooned in vines and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. Okay, and, okay, okay. Yeah. So that, having, that makes a bit more sense. Yeah. Yes. But all of that only came with spending time, time in, in the it. world. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and just, yeah, having that free time to let your brain wander and yeah, be like, yeah. is this plausible? How would yeah. they use this? What would people do? Yeah. Does that look cool at all? Or does it Yeah. Fit? The architecture of different places, like having yes. that in your head of what it looks like, what materials the buildings are made of, all that stuff. Oh yeah. Wow. There's a lot yeah, going okay. on in my head and that's why I struggled to verbalize it or write it down in a coherent manner. <laughs> so that's probably enough of my crazy ranting. Yeah. So, Andy, I know you have a big universe I certainly going do. on. I certainly And do. your characters get to go to multiple planets. Yes, many a planet. Would you like to talk about all the different worlds you've had to create? <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so, I guess, I don't know if it's cheating, um, but for me, because they are moving around so much, I haven't had to, like, really superly define one planet. Mm. I can just be like, I want to icy planet they go to the icy planet um, i can be like new planet yay it looks exactly how i wanted to uh, so i kind of cheated a little bit in that way like i don't have to be as concerned like from a technical standpoint per se on like okay i can't have like this super epic arctic region and then a jungle 10 minutes later and then a giant like you know what i mean i yeah. can just be like they can just go wherever they want 
Um, <laughs> well, they don't go wherever they want. They actually follow a certain path. Yeah, but you can call it... In the history of it, etc. You can keep it isolated, though, and make it a bit yeah, easier yeah. to be like... You don't have to explain, why is there, like, an icy world next to a desert, Andy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, what I'll do is... I know, I know what I'll do is... I'll read out some of the planets they go to at the start anyway, because I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Um, and then I'll sort of tell you how I came up with them a little bit. So, Alexo... So, that's Earth-like exoplanet. Mm-hmm. Uh, 598 TAC-3. I just came up with random numbers. But, you know, as they're exploring, before these sort of systems get colonised and or mined or whatever it is and they don't have a formal name, mm. I sort of thought, you know, they'd probably just tag them, right? Like, there's yeah. so many of them, you'd probably tag them that way. Uh, and that's where our story starts, actually. Uh, and that's a dry, desolate, kind of like a Mars red planet type situation. Mm. Um, uninhabited, obviously, Seth and the gang are there scouting. That's that's where that one kicks off. I thought that was a good place because to get to really for me to be like, all right, I need to start this story of them as scouts. They need to be out of the sort of explored space, beyond the edge, in a sort of a planet, and it can't be like a really nice, pretty planet with all the comforts. Right, it has to be harsh. Mm. Then um, the Solus Space Station, which I think is Latin for solo. Um, I can't remember exactly now. Because uh, similar to you, I use different names from different uh, places. So I think mm. uh, Solus is Latin. That's just a space station. Uh, I won't go into that, but it's out <laughs> on the edge of colonized space. Cool stuff happens there. <laughs> um, there's Kamugi, and, which is in the new Noju system, sorry. Uh, they're, and I apologise for my pronunciation, they're Japanese words. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one means, uh, I think, uh, Kamugi, which is a planet, is wheat. And no Jew is farm or farming or something like that. Um, actually, I'll read a bit because I, I actually Ooh, got a little... Yeah, I've got a couple of bits here. And these are still in draft, so please don't hate on me. <laughs> um, but I've got a bit just to give you a bit of an idea of how I sort of did or what I did. There's obviously more into it. This isn't you get one paragraph and that's your planet entirely explained. Mm. Um, but I'll, I'll read it to you. So, the dropship descends through the atmosphere and then begins its flight over the planet's surface. Komoji is a rolling sea of wheat and cornfields as far as the eye can see. The natural abundance of the planet glows in relaxing shades of greens and yellows. Giant robot farming machines, several stories high, slowly harvest the fields. Once full, the giant automated machines ship their spoils back to the central processing stations located at regular intervals along the planet's surface. Large drone ships then ferry the goods back to the spaceports for the next leg of their journey. So for this planet... Like, that's nothing too exciting, yeah. But it's it's that mix of, like, I want to give you a little bit about the planet. Yeah. Um, and this planet is actually near the core system, which is another group of things. And it's the entire system for farming. It's an abundant uh, system. And I thought it's that mix of, like, okay, here's what the planet looks like. Here's how they're using it in this galaxy. And here's the point of it to a degree. Yeah. Obviously, it gets more detailed when they land and they do some stuff. But it's trying to give that process of like, all right, obviously when you have to feed bazillions of people, yeah, that's not just going to happen in one place. They're going to need actual planets for farming and stuff. How is that farming done? Automated giant, like a real big machines that kind of do it. It's all sort of drone and AI. Um, just as it gives you a bit of an understanding yeah, of what's going just on. just makes the world a bit, well, the universe richer by having like, yeah, oh, just that see, little I've thing. addressed this. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and there's some other know. stuff in that chapter that explains how it works to a degree, more of a visual of what it looks like than how it actually works. Mm. Uh, and that actual, that system, and I'll, I'll keep going, um, supports Utopia, um, which is one of the planets in the core system. So there's five core planets, which is like the center of the galactic government and humanity now since humans left Earth several thousand years ago in my story um, <laughs> and how they got to Earth and all that sort of stuff gets a bit explained and, and it happens over time in the story. 
Uh, there's a big thing called the Halo, which actually is a space station that wraps around all five planets. Massive, giant structure. Um, one that houses people so they can go onto those five planets because they're, you know, heritage protected, I guess is what you'd say. Mm. Um, and that'll come in later. I won't talk too much about that. <laughs> uh, there's my favourite little city that I, <laughs> I made, which mm. is Midway. Um, so Midway <laughs> is a city in between Earth and the core system. So it's literally the middle. I'm not very creative, Midway. Uh, <laughs> um, but what the cool thing about Midway is there's Midway and there's the Undercity. So Midway, the planet, is entirely a city. So it is, mm. you know, thousands of stories high, all city. Uh, but underneath all of that sort of structure and mechanisms and everything is the Undercity, which I just blatantly got um, inspired by the Underdark. Which is a D&D thing, right? Which is where all the Night Elves lives. But I'm like, Undercity sounds really cool. Um, I'll read you a little bit about that to give you an understanding of what it is. Okay. Uh, All right. Hit us. Once they reach the industrial level, it's a whole new experience. Gone are the niceties of the city above. The lift opens up into an area several levels high. The heat is the first thing that hits them. It seems to be at least 15 to 20 degrees warmer down here than on the upper levels. Finn moves over to a rail at the other end of the landing, just outside the lift, and looks in awe. Below him are giant, slow-moving gears and machines, larger than he ever thought possible. <laughs> uh, and then they travel through the Undercity, and they get to the... Oh, they travel through the city, I guess, and they actually get to the Undercity, which is the sort of ancient ruins beneath all of this city. Um, Jesus. <laughs> and I'll, gi- I'll give you a little... Yeah, this is my Layers. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally layers. Um... So this one is, uh, it is eerily quiet for the first part of their patrol down off the knoll where the city above abandoned them. Only the dull hum of the giant machines now far above their heads can be heard like a distant thunderstorm high in the skies above. Yeah, so you've got this massive plant. I just thought that was a really cool idea. I wanted it in there. It adds into the story. It actually adds into a different part of the story. And There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens why they get there and how they get there and stuff you'll have to read about. Uh, but I'll stop my sort of worlds there because obviously if I go yeah, on further, you'll get too much plot. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to give everything away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's sort of how I went about it, right? It's, it's a couple of examples there of like, here's enough to fill in a bit of the galaxy. Mm. Here's enough, obviously, the story puts them there what, and what it's like to be there. So that's yeah. what I kind of, when I want to create these different worlds or this galaxy, it's like, all right, what's, what's enough? There's enough so, flavour. Exactly, yeah. Like, why are they there? <laughs> it's different. Obviously, mine's a big adventure thing, so I need yeah. different things to explore. Um, and I can cheat and just be like, I want to see a planet that looks like this. And yeah, I that's this. handy. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of other stuff coming up, which gets really cool. But I guess that's the joy of that sci-fi and fantasy side of the house, is I don't have to be completely science. Mm. Um, I can throw in a little bit of magic and stuff in there to make things a bit more epic and a bit more yeah more inspiring i guess you'd say that's cool yeah yeah super cool it is it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot. um but that that's star ranger and Age yeah of have you created any other universes i have well tell me oh. about them um so yeah i've got like this young adult fantasy world yes, that i, I think has been kicking around in my head for at least 10 years mm. <laughs> that's a long time my friend it is it is quite a while um, so that one really started from, um, cause as I was saying before, like it depends, like world building really can spark off almost from anywhere yeah. and you kind of like work outwards from wherever you start. Um, this young adult fantasy one started with the idea of their magic sort of system Yeah, okay. that would exist in that world and then came up with a character that would have that magical ability and yeah, what okay. they would do. It's a bit different to 
Yeah. Age of Mother Other. Yeah, the yeah. initial first idea was this, um, yeah, special magical system. Yeah, okay. Um, and, yeah, I, I've spent ages, like, with that world in my head, really. Yeah. So, like... I guess I expanded from that initial idea of the magic system into like what type of a journey the main character would have to go on, yeah, okay. what I wanted them to do. I've drawn maps for that one as well. Yes. <laughs> Long ago. How many um, chapters of that did you write? Not that many. It wasn't? Because it was one of those ones where I think I was still just trying to like sort of write into the dark a little bit. Yeah, okay. I hadn't clicked that's like I need to actually plan all yeah, of this you're definitely so that I yeah. know where I'm going just makes me feel a bit better I can sit there rather than getting lost in my like oh I've described the clouds for like really beautifully but what are the characters doing next <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think I got about four chapters through and I mm. think that's when I felt like I got a bit stuck and so I started doing like courses and things yeah okay um and that has really helped me quite a yeah. lot um but like a lot of the inspiration for the stuff in that world yeah it okay. came from me being like wouldn't it be cool if yeah, exactly <laughs> i've never seen a blue duck before a little bit yeah. and like just sort of working like my brain works very much in that like if i come up with this cool idea like would that be plausible though what would be the consequences of putting that in my world what would be yeah. this like context surrounding it or the industries that would have to be created because you've put oh, that wow. in there <laughs> and the political influence like my brain goes pretty yeah, well, yeah. Mine, mine is not. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Off we go. Because <laughs> I think in that one, not that I've written it yet, one day I might get to and yeah, stuff, yeah. but like I wanted, there were going to be all these mines and stuff because they can get this like specific sort of powder sort of thing that yeah. actually helps like enhance magical abilities and stuff. And there's things to do with the people, the current political system and yeah, yeah all these like things going on. I won't yeah, give wow. too much away. One day I'll actually get around to writing it. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Um, so I've got that world kicking around. And, yeah. Um, yeah, as I said, that one really started from the magic. But I've also got a um, sort of a cosy murder mystery idea universe yes, in I my know. head I now know the too. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to tell me about it or are you going to keep oh, it a little I'll secret? i a little bit. Um, are you going to say where it's at? Or is that the secret? Oh, I don't know. Maybe keep that bit secret. Yeah, maybe I should. Um, but I definitely have um, that one's mostly sparked like the world that um, yeah. it's set in was sparked from real locations that I've been to in that get area yeah. of the world that I love. <laughs> and Sean's like, wouldn't it be great to murder someone? I know here? <laughs> it's really weird. I started realizing that like I think I like need to write some murder mysteries because yeah, I'll just be like in a beautiful place and be like, oh, it's a glorious beach. Look how glorious it is. <laughs> Imagine a family discovering a body that's been washed up and like ripped apart with oyster shells. What happened? <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. Oh dear. So I think I need to, I'll eventually get around to writing that. I think it'd be really fun. Um, <laughs> they do sound fun actually. We've does. talked about it a fair bit. So that one was really from the locations are like yeah. over the main starting like point world, and yeah. need to, um, then I'm working out the character and like their role in it and what's plausible for a character to exist in that world and be part of all the murders, really. Yeah, if it's going to okay. be a murder mystery series, like, yeah, yeah. need someone who, like, would actually be part of it and part of the communities and stuff. So yeah, exactly. Can, yeah, go to, like, you know, the town fate and then, like, oh, no, there's another body behind the art display. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a whole it's like, art um, thing, art-themed murders. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, was it Blue Healers <laughs> and, the, like, the Midsummer, like, the most crime 
small town, uh, like in yeah. more, more than major city type things. I, I love Midsummer Murders. Yeah. <laughs> my dog's name Barnaby. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone I'm sure who knows that means Midsummer something. Murders, yep, no, nothing straight <laughs> over my head. So yes, I've also got that world sort of kicking around in my head. Yeah. So I give a little bit of the time to those things that, when I can, but I try to keep my brain a bit more in my like. You need to finish Agent Mother Other and write yes. two more novels, Sean. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell myself my to be works. like, keep your brain <laughs> figuring out that world. Because as I said, I am still world building, truthfully, as yeah. I'm editing right now. Yeah, wow. That... Still like editing actual little bits back in to yeah, enrich okay. the world a bit more. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Interesting. So, so how about you? You've got, okay. I know you, and you definitely have other universes I in your head. Many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so mine, so I've got, there's a couple. There's a couple. One. There's my um the dark trilogy because I haven't thought of a better name yet. No, oh, it works for now. Yeah, yeah, it works for now. <laughs> so there's like dark coven, dark crimes, and dark matter. These are actually I want to be audio dramas, mm. and these are all kind of set in an alternate, more dystopian type of future. Although to be fair, dark coven is set like in today, in today's locations, mm. real time. Well, not real time. Probably by the time I get to it, it'll be old. Yeah, uh, <laughs> older days. Yeah, that suburb. Because uh, I literally went for a walk with the dog. It was really foggy one day. And I was like, oh, really cool idea for a story here. Uh, and I've actually written a couple of chapters of it. And I've got some technical help on that one as well from some people I know. Um, but I haven't sort of progressed that forward because I think that one would work really well as a uh, radio drama. So I haven't, mm. I haven't moved it forward yet. But that world, and I'm like, oh, there's these two other stories I want to do. One's like a very Blade Runner-esque kind of murder thriller. And the other one's a, like super sci-fi thriller, like very inspired by sort of mm. Alien and Predator and that sort of stuff I grew up with, um, <laughs> which is definitely what your parents should let you watch when you're five. But, hey, I grew up fine. Um, mm. <laughs> but they're, they're set in this dystopian type of alternate future Um the way I came up with them was very story-based. Mm. Um, like, here's the cool story I want, as opposed to here's the world or the universe I want it in. Uh, then I've got uh, The Ten, which is what I've, my sort of working title for this sort of uh, graphic novel slash manga series I want to do. Uh, very future cyberpunk. It's pretty much just set in one city, like a giant city, but it's kind of just set there. And for me, that started with the characters and the story. Um, mm. And then I think I've built the world from a combination of inspiration, uh, weird dreams. That's the one with the beech tree thing that I think I've told you about. <laughs> um, and that's growing through the story, that one. That's not mm. a... I've kind of like drawn a circle around it. Like, there's a city yeah. and here's the plot. And it's not... It's the story that's really driving that one. Which started with the characters before I even got to the story. Yeah. I'm like, these are cool characters. I like this idea. What's a cool story? Oh, that's a cool story for them. Where can they be doing it? So it yeah. might be a bit similar to how you've sort of yeah, done Agent Mother. Figuring out the world. Yeah, in. as it goes. I'm like, all right, I've done this. What other cool thing can be in this sort of city that can happen yeah. to get them to the end? Um, and then there's my unnamed sort of graphic novel, which I'd really like to do as an animation, like a sort of a cartoon anime style thing. But, you know, mm. I do not have those skills. Um, but, you know, hopefully in 10 years when I get to it, um, yeah. obviously I'll do it on my laptop, right? Um, that started with sort of the lore and the world itself. Uh, I, don't, I don't even really have characters for that yet. It's still like, mm. here's a really cool setting Here's some really cool things that would happen in that setting, like different types of characters and different types of things. It's very cyberpunk again. I guess I, when I wrote all this out, I'm like, I think that's kind of the genre I'm sitting in is yeah. that sort of sci-fi cyberpunk sort of fantasy world. Um, 
that one, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you a character's name. I don't even have names for the characters. <laughs> but I've got this, like, I've got a story almost of how that would work. And it's very high level, but I've got great detail of different things I want to see in it. Mm. So the world's really building itself out yeah. of that. And then at some point I'll put some characters in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's because that one's always been so visual and graphic to me. I've always started with, Yeah, you, know, you can see... Like where they are in the visual. Yeah, and what's happening, and like for me, it's even like I can picture the music and the sound effects and that, and then the characters. Like um, I'll have to add them in there at some point. Like I have an idea, but I haven't like this person, yeah. this height, this name. Here's their attributes and their personality and their, yeah. you know, whatever the three things are, their why and all that sort of stuff. Haven't even got to that. It's just like here's the visuals of what I want, and here's what I want it to look like. Even the intro, I've got the start of it sorted, but they're still mm. not really main characters in that start bit um that's cool so yeah though. so that one's really that one's a pure world uh, <laughs> that i'm building um and then at some point i'll fit the characters into the events of that world so yes. i can tell that world's story i guess as opposed to that character's story so like what did you like how did you actually go about creating like all of these different different got, like, things. multiple worlds going yeah. in your head at the moment oh gosh um like i think for me i think we talked about it um, what, where we got inspiration from like it was more inspiration for this like mm. I think there was that one I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast um, cold, rainy, going for a walk I think I was listening to like the soundtrack to Akira or something crazy old and it had like the organ going and like people chanting in like ancient Japanese languages or something and I was like <laughs> it just came to me right? like that one yeah. was like oh that'd be really cool I like a little bit of, you know, this ingredient over here, like a little bit of ghost in the shell, sci-fi, <laughs> like a little bit of this dystopian goodness, you know, I like like a bit of space, just a little bit, you know, like it's that where it sort of comes from, from these. They just, yeah. I don't know, as I said, some of them are very character-driven or event-driven, uh, like the storyline is taking it there and I need to fill it in. I'm like, that's just a cool story I want to tell. Mm. Um, others, like I said, that last one, that untitled sort of one, that unnamed one is just pure, like I can just see it. Yeah, uh, and the events in it, and it's also like, uh, and this is sort of you know I joke to myself this will be my grand masterpiece. Not that Star Ranger isn't awesome, and you should all read it. Um, <laughs> it's free, of course you can. Um, but it's this is the one where I'm really looking at also like how do I put different themes into mm. it and like underlying level. You know when you do like English class in year ten and they make you read a book and you're like, Ugh, I don't care if that guy's dressed up meant to be a Nazi and it's a reflection of this. Um, I kind of do now that I'm older. Um, <laughs> no Nazis though. Um, but like that sort of like how do I add different layers and stuff into yeah. it? Yeah. So I guess like that... richer storytelling. Yeah, more. I guess so. Not just following like some cool people on a swashbuckling adventure. Mm. More like, all right, this what does this say? What does this whole piece yeah. mean? And I guess... That's how I sort of came up with them. They're all different. I don't yeah. know. Like, my advice at the end of this podcast is just, you just do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't you really. Just do it. You just do it. However it comes to you. There's no, you have to have like a world. Like, like I did with Star Wars, you mm. don't have to have a complete timeline of events and then a description of all the different sort of planets in the galaxy mm. if you're doing a sci-fi. And you don't, like, you just, you can do it your way, right? You're like, oh, I've got a cool character and she's here. Yeah. Where is she going next? I'll fill in the details later. Yeah, and like the world building's important um, because it like you know gives you the whole setting and stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day, it like you need to have a story as well. Like you know, it can't just be 
I've created an amazing world and I've written all about how cool that world is. Like you need characters that will do something, come up against a challenge, yeah. overcome something. Yeah. Um, so like that still has to be sort of like that heart oh, of definitely. everything, right? I think I... The world building is just that, as you're saying, like a little bit of the spice. It like enriches it, it, flavor, it right? and like, like makes it interesting and yeah. different. And I, it's, it's super interesting how um, to go about that with different mediums mm. as well. Like it's obviously visual pretty obvious yeah. here's the picture the books also it's that like you said it's sparse but specific there you go i said oh, it right said first really time clearly <laughs> uh, i thought about that one while you were talking uh, <laughs> but then when we get into radio dramas and mm. like and also when i say radio drama that's not an audio book that is voice acting sound effects and that sort of stuff is what i want to do yeah um then how do I? Yeah, yeah, how do you like get the how, world yeah. built out still to and make that, it that's vivid. That's exciting as well. Like I'm super yeah. interested because you want to transport like the audience into these worlds we can see. Yeah, but how, but, yeah. how do you do it? And what's a good way to do it yeah. across different mediums? You can't just have like the character being like, "Oh, this white room with like a yeah, grey yeah. couch in it is really nice." You're like, why are you speaking like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one enters a room and says that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really like how you've exactly done these four hundred things here like <laughs> like oh, i'm asleep delete uh, unsubscribe right like yeah it's all... but that'll be a fun i guess medium to yeah. learn about yeah because we're gonna do something like that i don't want to give any spoilers away but we're gonna have yes it's on our to-do list yeah. which i'm like oh no yeah we'll we talk about that, that maybe with our first <laughs> podcast next year when we talk about what we want to do next year but yeah um yeah doing that sort of stuff i i, I love it it's very interesting and in how it's going to work across different... it'll be fun to play with it Yes. Keep it all very interesting. Yeah. But I guess, yeah. But yeah, I, it. I guess like our takeaway messages are there's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, no. A Think lot about of the time, it. Yeah. It's a lot of the time, as I said, it's spending time in your world itself. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a really good one. Like, um, I think you said at the beginning, yeah. you may not have to call out 90% of the stuff, but yeah. I think it helps if you as the author... Yeah. Knows what's going on. If you can see the architecture in your head and stuff and the location your characters are moving through, yeah. you'll naturally write with more senses involved and stuff and make it more evocative for the audience. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, it's tricky. It's big. I'm still plodding away at my yeah, world building. Yeah, yeah, yes. I don't know if it ever ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. It is. I do. I really do like it. It is, it is one of my favourite things. Obviously, the story and the arc and the characters are all fantastic. But I do, as a visual person get a little little sense little smile on my dial when I think about creating the planets and the world and the environments and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I've got to go edit back in some more vines. That's all more my vines. To-do list. Yeah. <laughs> Agent, mother, other and the other is lots and of vines. vines. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll wrap it up there. Um, next week we're gonna finish off our sort of NFT series, mm. uh, which I just decided to label it then. Oh, that's a good um, label. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about NFT music. Yes. Um, but who knows? It might be a short one. We haven't done our research yet. You well, might we're have. going to do a lot more research, but often the music industry is actually one of the earlier adopters of technology, so yes. it yeah. should be a pretty rich, all right. good one, I think. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, learn all about it and share it with everyone. Uh, but in the meantime, check us out. We are invokecreations.com on the internet, uh, where we'll post up our show notes. You will see Sean's awesome drawings of her maps oh god i promise you that <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it now no uh, <laughs> i apologize in advance they're so yeah bad. i'm expecting tolkien like little mountains and that's i know it's not good. it's gonna be so bad that's fine i post all of my <laughs> learning art on instagram which you can check out at invoke oh. underscore art that was an amazing segue 
um, <laughs> Invoke Creations on Facebook. Uh, Invoke Sounds to uh, listen to some of the tracks Shine has created. There'll be one uh, when we shut up eventually. Of course there will. There will be. I will hopefully create some music over the holidays. Ooh. We'll see what happens. I commit to nothing, but it is on my to-do list. <laughs> Ooh, um, and Twitter is up and live. Yes, so Twitter. Out there yes. For our Bards Lost in the Metaverse yes. Twitter account. Yep, David has helped us with that. Yes, thank so, you, David. Yes. <laughs> Um, and yeah, well, Elon Musk owns that now, so yes. who, who knows what that looks like in a couple of weeks. Well, that's why it's interesting. Like we thought we should be part of Twitter really, cause we've yeah. already said it's where the web, web three and metaverse yeah, yeah. community is. And now Elon Musk is interested too. And he's definitely a forward thinking man. So yes. it feels like it's the place to be for this technology. All right. Area. Stay tuned. So it'd be pretty cool. Okay. Until <laughs> next week, we obviously have a lot to do and more social media accounts to manage. Uh, so we're going to go put a bum on our seat, do some works and until next time, stay dangerous. Bye.